All right, one more time. You're listening to the God Guns Liberty Podcast with J.C. Hall. Welcome to the God Guns Liberty Podcast. This is J.C. Hall. You can find the podcast at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. And you can find me on Instagram at J.C. Hall Global. So go go follow me on there, and uh, that's how you can connect with me. Uh, Going to have a guest in today in the, in, on the podcast, and uh, we're going to have a conversation about some things I think you'll I think you'll find interesting. I, I love these kind of topics that we're going to get into about uh, government and the legitimacy of government or not, the framework and style of government, theories of government, these kind of things. So uh, in this, this crazy uh, world we live in where government has gone crazy, um, I think we've seen, we've seen, um, how shall we say, I would say the the rise or the um, entering back into the conversation uh, a a family of anarchist thought, um, volunteerism, and and different things like that 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 you find most people are not familiar with. Uh, anarchism as a political philosophy has a lot of branches, and most people. Uh, are not familiar enough to distinguish. They hear anarchists and they just think chaos or whatever. Um, but a branch of it basically advocates, you know, voluntarist cooperation, non-coercive um, interactions. And, and uh, you know, so a lot of people with different thoughts in that realm talking about, you know, different formulations for the future. And if I if I understand correctly and I'm lis- listening to uh, the gentleman on his social media and, and, and comments and things, um, then I think that's where he's coming from. And I'm looking forward to a real interesting conversation about this topic. I, I like to talk, I don't get a chance to talk to uh, a lot of people in this, in this realm and uh, as much as I'd like to. And so this is a, it's a treat for me today. And so we're going to listen, we're going to bring in uh, David James Rodriguez. Uh, he's a founding principal of the valor academy.com where he helps parents to graduate their teenagers quickly from high school with a private school diploma. He teaches peaceful parents to raise happy, healthy, moral leaders through his homeschool leader, personal and group coaching trainings and Facebook group. He published the underground history of American education by John Taylor Gatto. He's founded education options TV and is co-founder of the Gatto movement where the mission is to get all the thinkers out of forced schooling. Guys know my radical view on public school, and it should cease to exist. So let's go ahead. Matter of fact, before we do that, I'll give you a taste. Here we go, David James Rodriguez. If you are promoting solutions to the intergenerational organized crime syndicate known as the government or the city, county, state, and federal governments, I got a lot of respect for you because so many people focus on the problem and how many. Decades and generations have we been focused on the problem? A lot. And how many times are we going to 
complain about the stolen elections and all the criminality and corruption in government. Maybe we can stop today. Maybe it's time to evolve beyond coercive monopoly organizations. Have you ever questioned the legitimacy of government? All right. Welcome. Welcome, sir. Welcome to the God Guns Liberty podcast. It's good to have you, man. Hey, JC. What an honor to be with you. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. So um, I've, I've been watching your I, I look at your social media. I see your comments, believe it or not. And um, so I think what first sort of I mean, what brought this about? I keep seeing this guy on Chris Ann's posts and stuff. And uh, he's clearly passionate about this, and 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 he's you know he's very Socratic, so he's throwing out these questions, um, <laughs> needing answers to these questions. And so I'm like, this this guy wants to say something, man. Let's let's get him on there. And I, and and believe it or not, I I love this topic. Um, I, I and anyway, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go at it. So start us off man so what what is we saw the video clip you talk about non-coercive really it almost sounds like you're saying man here i I got a new vision for where we need to go from here this thing is not working here's why let's do this so what are you what are you telling people what is your message i think the consciousness of freedom is evolving beyond statism just like it evolved beyond monarchism nobody believes that the king or queens of old have any power you know, the divine rights to rule people. No, then they had Magna Carta, you know, in the 1200s. And now we had the Declaration of Independence in the 1700s. Even before that, they had the Mayflower Compact in 1685. And I read these documents and I could see that the rulers, they don't want to give away their power naturally, right? The power of the crown is to rule in perpetuity until you have a offspring that's weak and then you lose the empire. And so... It's going from monarchism to statism, which is the constitutional republic, you know, pledge allegiance to the, you know, to the republic for which it stands, the state, and then voluntarism. And I, I'm just sick of the problems we see. You know, I published a book by the history of the school system. Where I think we're on board about 99% of the things um, about freedom and God and guns and, and voluntary learning and such. And so the reason I post those comments, because anytime I see a passionate, intellectual, smart um, constitutionalist, I pose these questions. And so I could see you very intelligent yourself saying this is Socratic, because rather than me saying it, the questions are, where do they get the right to take my money and force me into their contracts? And right. the essay that changed my life was the 1870 essay from Lysander Spooner titled The Constitution of No Authority. I couldn't believe it. It's available online for free. And it basically says uh, you can't be bound to a contract that you didn't agree to. And even according to the Declaration of Independence, it says you have unalienable rights from the creator, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So if we're all equal, you know, as it was agreed upon in 1776, and our rights come from God, then where do the politicians get authority to take my money, force me in their contracts, and tell me what to do? And so I was a big Ron Paul guy. I learned about him in 2008, and then 2012, also I saw what happened, and I'm like, man, these elections seem rigged, and the media seems rigged, and you know, Ron Paul's champion the Constitution. Well, I found a clip from 2012 on his exit 
speech on C-SPAN, and he says the Constitution, which was designed to limit government, has failed. And this is the godfather of the liberty movement. I said, oh, this is great. So I took that clip and put it on my Freedom Lovers channel and different platforms. And I realized that people, they don't want to let go of the Constitution. They want to have somebody else responsible for their life. And that's fine. If they voluntarily give up their rights, as it says in the Declaration of Independence, the just powers of government come from the consent of the governed. So if you consent to the government, great. And you want to be have give your money and have them tell you what to do, that's fine. I don't. I am a son of God. I believe everyone's a child of God or source or divine or creator, whatever someone believes. But it is very significant to be alive right now, to be a human, to have this body, have this intelligence. And now we have technology that we can get this conversation out there. I'm sick of seeing the schools chop off children's genitals and inject poison into them. Um, and that's kind of a new thing, but the, the whole jab agenda since 2015 in California, and I think, well, that's why I started my education options expo because the great, uh, scientists, uh, Buckminster Fuller, he said, you never change reality by fighting against it. You have to create a new model that makes the old model obsolete. So that's so, what I, mm -hmm. so your model, your ultimate, you know, your model, if you will ultimately um is is no government i mean is that what we're talking about here no there's voluntary governments that's fine okay. but so how what yeah, would this no, what would this look like because i know i mean guys like me all right i'm minarchist at best i and and but yet i have kind of the anarchist leanings and thoughts of, of what you're saying but then people like me, the hang-up is, one, human nature. Okay, so we know not everybody's going to volunteer. Not everybody's going to, uh, you know, go along or whatever. So that, that's, that's like, you know, people say, uh, what was it, Alexander Hamilton, if men were angels, we wouldn't need government or whatever. So that kind of thought process. So then I think people like me always struggle with, all right, then what does this look like? How do you practically have a civilization, a society, you know, the, the place we live, um, function uh, under this vision that you're talking about? It's a beautiful question. And all the issues mainly that we can discuss, like security, national security, um, courts, these types of things, were addressed 50 years ago by Murray Rothbard in his book, For a New Liberty. That's also online for free. You can ask these questions. My question, like you and your listeners, maybe is like, yeah, safety, right? Safety is very important, uh, but liberty is, is superior to safety. However, um, we see what's going on with the police, and I know there's good cops out there. There's also bad cops, as there's good teachers and bad teachers, um, but civil asset forfeiture has now surpassed private theft in the United States. That means the government is now taking private property more than private criminals would. And so this is very alarming, right? And this is in a, a free country. So I think it's a, uh, it started off, you know, the, the American experience or experiment started off great with the declaration of independence. And then the constitution came in, and I invite your listeners to go read the Constitution and notice the difference between that and the Declaration of Independence, where the, where the Constitution says Congress shall have the power to lay taxes and Congress shall have the power to declare war. Well, if we take away the euphemism of taxes, taxes, 
are robbery, theft, extortion, and war is mass murder. And you can call it war, or as they used to have in the early 1900s, they had a Department of War. Now they changed it with the propaganda, thanks to Edward Bernays, and now it's the Department of Defense. So even the word government comes from the root uh, Latin gubernari mente, which is control of your mind. So this is where it all is. If you ask somebody, what is government? They'll say the Capitol building. They say, no, that's a building. Or who's the in charge, the politician? No, you have the creator or God, and you have the people, and then you have government. Government's supposed to be the servant of the people. But what's happened is that people don't know where their rights come from. They have no moral code. And this country was founded through religious freedom, right? The people wanted to be free to worship God in you know, 1600s and 1700s and not be controlled by the, the king who was the head of the state and head of the church in England. And they just want to worship and praise God. And so now we see what the last three years was is forcing people into masks and jabs and toxic injections. Even a religious exemption wouldn't exempt many of these people because of the state. People have this idea. Statism is a belief that the state has a higher authority over you than you have over your own body. And this is why we get got to get back to basics. So the, the way the world works is peaceful people are accepted and coercive people are rejected. Now the state comes with their badge and they're taking personal property. They're uh, kidnapping people and they're doing all these things under the guise of the law. And, you know, with this whole jab agenda and transgender agenda in schools, now they're going to be kidnapping children if you don't agree with your child's gender change. I mean, it's getting very intense. So the real question is, by what authority do you have to take my money and force me into your contracts? Yeah, and so mm -hmm, Let's get into that a little bit because, you, you know, you brought up the Lysander Spooner essay. So basically you have, I mean, what, what you're talking about for people that study this kind of stuff, the social contract theory. So Lysander Spooner was, you know, in that, at that time, and uh, people like John Locke and uh, these other philosophers, he, you know, well, first off, Lysander Spooner is targeted by this very government. So you got a guy that's essentially pissed off that he's been a victim to this. So I think a lot of that grows out of that. But then philosophically, he, you know, out of that, he came to, well, we didn't, we didn't all individually agree. I didn't sign on to this Constitution. And he basically says, at best, the people who were alive at that time, you know, when they made it, they agreed to it. Maybe it applies to them, but no way. No, now, he suggests that no way they had an idea that this was going to be perpetually uh, something that, that was passed down to their uh, children and grandchildren unless they decided it was beneficial to them. Um, I don't agree with that idea that, you know, that that's what they thought, but that's what he said. Um, so it's this rejection of the social contract that we, we didn't sign on to this. Um, so then for the solution, I mean, what people hear when, when you're, you're talking about this stuff is, so then the solution is the elimination of government of any sort of government, um, I look, I look to Haiti. I mean, basically you have Haiti is a situation where there's essentially no government. There's no functioning government. And you end up with just roving gangs, murdering, marauding, pillaging, 
just just absolutely destroying the nation because there there is there is no collective force to to do anything about it and 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 then people are just left to uh, try to protect their own stuff and i mean it, it's an absolute disaster and then the, you know production is not functioning you don't have a space where anything is functional any longer how how in this type of system do you avoid something like that or is that inevitable you must have a moral code and this is why america was great because there was mostly christians in the beginning of this country and there was a morality and now through cultural marxism they're um putting this moral relativism into society which is oh it's not wrong it's not right you know you don't want to offend people versus back in the days it's wrong to do this and so you got to get to morality and the definition i say to to be moral is to do right and so the question is what is right i would ask your listeners because nobody asked me these questions when i was in government school or college what is your moral code and it's like well i think i might have heard about it once in college but um, i was trying to make money and you know start my life but this is something that six-year-olds eight-year-olds ten-year-olds can get and that is it's never okay to initiate harm against a peaceful person. So this is the fundamental of morality, and you never hear this. People have uh, justified, like I said, wars, mass murder, um, doing harmful things to people. I don't even believe there's multiple races. I think we're one human race. People, the, the skin color is different, but we're one human race, and they're doing this stuff to divide and conquer. And so Haiti and Somalia and all these things, those are status areas where they do get funding or they get taxes, but it's all corrupt. There's no morality. So I think the most important thing is about having a moral compass and how do you determine right from wrong? Is stealing wrong? Yes. If the government steals, is it wrong? Yes. Is killing, is murdering people wrong? Yes. If government murders people, is it wrong? Yes. So you can't put on a uniform and get special rights. As I've said before, the government is supposed to be the servant, but now it's taking 40 to 50% of someone's income and 60% of the prisoners in this country are there for nonviolent offenses. And so I um, was targeted in Santa Cruz, California during the scandemic because we were shopping without masks and we were having beach bonfires when everything else was locked down. And so they put the crosshairs on me and targeted me and uh, had to deal with some court cases. They, and I submitted paperwork and did a lot of research and it was all politicized and they were targeting me as a leader in the community that was against what was going on. Now it was a super leftist county and uh, so they could just focus. So the chief of police and the DA and all these people were like, you know, they had me in their, their reports. It's like, I didn't harm anybody. So this is like back to common law conversations of if there is no victim, there is not a crime. And the court systems and these types of issues are problems and they're destroying people's lives. Family courts are destroying people's lives. So I mentioned the book For New Liberty. This really helped me. So I was like, okay, so how do you be safe, right? In a voluntary society, how do you be safe? Well, you can have your own peace protection agency. And I found an organization in Detroit, Michigan called Threat Management Center, and they've been doing great work for 25 years plus. 
None of his employees have ever been killed and none of his clients have ever been killed. Meanwhile, the government's killing people on video and there's no accountability. Mm -hmm. So I went and visited him in Detroit and drove in his Hummer and learned about his processes. And I said, man, uh, Dale Brown, you're doing stuff awesome out here. And so he wants to franchise it and he calls it a threat prevention organization. He doesn't like the term a private security organization, but threat prevention. And his philosophy is that you create conditions which prohibit or prevent threats from occurring. So around your house, it could be bright lights or cameras or, you know, various things where um, you, the, the, the criminal would be deterred. And he makes the great point that cops show up after the crime is done. So whether it's a city cop, sheriff or private, they show up after. So you want to have some type of psychological tactics and ways to deter criminals. And, you know, there's ways to go about it. And then, of course, the fires, right? If there's fires, well, there's private fire companies, too. <laughs> there's private arbitration companies, too. And I'm actually so one situation happened in uh, three years ago. Now I got arrested in a post office for not wearing a mask. And on the wall, it says masks are recommended. And mm -hmm. so the lady says, sir, we can't serve you without a mask. And I say, OK, well, the signs say mask recommended. Can I talk to the manager, please? A few minutes pass. All of a sudden, um, the cops show up and they say, sir, you need to leave. And I say, why? They're like, they don't want your business. I said, nobody's ever said that to me before. This is all on video. I just got the body cam footage and I had my friend video recorded. I'm suing him in federal court. Um, and they're about to throw out the case. They're about to dismiss the case because um, the cops or the, the judge says they have the probable cause and you know all these other cockamamie things where it's like, you arrested me for trespassing, took me to jail, and then you never even char charged me with anything. So it's like, what is the solution here? And I think it's an exit and build strategy, which is exiting their system and building the world that we want to see. It's going to be harder. It's going to require entrepreneurship, leadership, direction, persistence, uh, communication, all these things. But it's better, in my opinion, than to go to these buildings and ask permission to be free. You and I are born free from the almighty. We don't need permission. And it's time to evolve beyond this organization, the city, county, state, and federal governments that have been extorting us and putting us in harm's way for so long. And I think we're at peak statism. And this is why I thank you for your patience and compassion in my comments on, uh, on your wife's um, profile on Instagram, because it's like, she's so powerful and she's so articulate. And it's like this one thing, which is, we're all equal except for the government. The government can, you know, take our money and, you know, draft our kids off to war or force these drugs into our children if there's an emergency. And it's like, I think the future is about self-ownership, personal responsibility, compassion, cooperation, and working together on a contractual basis, which is, I promise never to force you to do something against your will. Do you promise never to force me to do something against my will? If so, we can get along. But if you believe that you have some extra supernatural rights that I don't have, that you can now force me into a contract or force me to give you money or whatever you believe, we're going to have a problem. And I think in a voluntary society, we can ostracize people like that. I think that's where it's going. There is a huge awakening. Um, I've seen it with my own eyes in Mexico, in Texas, New Hampshire, Arizona. A lot of places are waking up to the coercive gang that is government. Again, I know there's good people in government. My mom was a public school teacher. My dad was a park and recreation uh, administrator for decades. 
loving, sweet people, still family members in the school system now. However, they're there because of a paycheck. And I think the future is going to be about doing what's right. Like some people, because they didn't get the jab, they got fired by their job, but they have their health now. Some people, you know, took the money and got the jab. So you have to decide what are your highest values in this life. And I think freedom, peace, love, honesty, integrity, some of these things are uh, the highest values, I think, in the society, you know, two or 300 years ago um, without government. But it was all about that local uh, churches being built and morality, using the Bible as a moral code. And even the Bible's got some some issues, I think, somewhere in there. And um, I like some stuff, but um, initiating harm against peaceful people is a serious problem and it should not be taken lightly. So I think rather than say, how, how's the world going to work? Well, we can voluntarily consent. We all want peace, right? So if you and I were neighbors, JC, um, we would say, hey, man, I promise never to force you. You promise never to force me? Great. And we form a little pact with our neighbors. And like, we don't have to have the same religion. We don't have to have the same beliefs. Just one rule. We do not initiate harm against each other. And if somebody does initiate harm against me or my person, I'm morally justified to defend myself. So and let so me I ask you this. Even, hmm? So so how do you, <clears throat> you start by exit and strategy. So how do you begin this? How do you begin this process? How do you begin the exit? I mean, you obviously you're not going to have, I mean, Mitch McConnell's not going to say, David, this is a great idea, man. Take the wheel. <laughs> Right. So, right. so Absolutely. how do you begin to get, I mean, if that's where, I mean, you said that's where we are headed, like you see an awakening yeah. and that's what the future is going to be. So yeah. if we're going to get to that place, how does that start? What are the steps? If I said, David, what is your plan? If, if you laid out a map for me and, and let's say you, you say, okay, JC, maybe this will take 20 years, man, but, but here's some steps we got to move into. What would that, what are those things? What do we do? Yep. Yep. So the focus is intergenerational freedom. So working for our children and grandchildren, because these criminals at the top, they have all the money in the world. So they plan time. So they plan 50 years in advance, 100 years in advance. And so what we saw at Trader Joe's and other stores, they were not letting people in without the mask. And uh, some of the hospitals, same thing. So through some of my research and interviews and other people, we found um, there's people starting private grocery stores. And this is a in the private, right? So I don't know how deep you've gone on like 508C1As or organizations. Instead of having a corporation with the state, you start a ministry. Anyways, you have your private grocery stores. I know some people in Siskiyou County have private hospitals. Right. And these people are putting in work, right? They're investing, they're hiring, and it's a lot of work and they're marketing. And but it's better than going to Trader Joe's or these other places that were forcing me to mask up or they were actually preventing me from entering their place, even though, according to the law, the 1964 Civil Rights Act, it's a public accommodation and they can't discriminate against someone because of religion, creed, um, health conditions, etc. But they did. They don't care. So it's like they use the law when it's beneficial to them. So this whole process begins when we take a look in the mirror and we say, I'm going to work with people that are peaceful and moral, and I'm not going to work with people who use coercion against me. It is a bigger mountain to climb, and there's more effort and energy required, uh, more pain and loss and suffering short term. But long term, we're going to have this kind of conversation, which is, what's your moral code? And if we keep giving money to the Trader Joe's or 
um, whoever is doing this coercion against us, then we are to blame. And this is where the habits come in. So habits are what holds the system in place. And for some people, the last three years, the habits got shaken up a little bit. They said, hey, man, what's going on here? It seems like CDC and the WHO and Gates and Fauci and all these dudes are like really bad guys and they're forcing it. It's like, yeah, yeah. So some of us have gone down this rabbit hole for many more years. And so now it's like, okay, instead of thinking Ron Paul's going to save us or Trump's going to save us and you know, Trump's probably better than Biden. He seems like a nationalist versus Biden, who's a globalist. But in terms of true morality, we have to look in the mirror and say, is this okay what's happening? Is this right? What's the solution we got to build? And this is the definition of what you're doing. You know, you're taking leadership and, you know, your wife as well, where you're saying, okay, we're going to go and teach people and, and, and create media. And this is how it, I think it's going to go is uh, media, comedy, music, films, books, uh, these types of ways, because this conversation, this recording can exist in perpetuity. And for example, like George Carlin, George Carlin's got some great, you know, comedy bits from decades ago that will immortalize him, but he's got no solutions. And I appreciate people that expose the problem, but if you're talking about solutions, now you got my attention. So, um, Mike Cullum has a private grocery store, the people up in uh, Wairika, the well, have a private hospital and private schools, right? So my school is called Valor Academy. I have two concepts. One is that the world is the classroom and anything and anybody you can learn from can be a teacher. So it's this open source reality because we have these things now, these devices change the whole world. I'm still blown away by the internet and now AI is coming out, AI is here and I'm just like, holy smokes, man, we gotta get under control with this stuff. But I think AI is like a gun. And it can be used for good and it can be used for harm. And so the, until the mind that, virus. Until that gun starts to feel and think for itself. Yeah. Yeah, AI's <laughs> got some really slippery slopes, man. But see, but the AI stuff isn't dangerous if we know government's illegitimate. So, for example, like um, your wife made a video, which was, if they come to your door, what are you going to say? Right? Because... This can happen, and I think this is what they were doing. The IRS was doing this recently. I just saw an article where they stopped doing it because of their safety, because we do have guns in this country. I think it's over right. 400 million guns. So imagine we have guns, and they still treated us like they did the last three years. What if we didn't have guns? How will they have treated us then? Shutting uh -huh. down your family business, which has been in, in, in the generations for um, for three or four, you know, decades or something like that. It's unacceptable. And if once people get this idea that we're all equal, nobody's allowed to use force against somebody, then I think that's the foundation we can build upon. And we can work out some of the things. There's other questions of like the courts and the roads and these things, and we can figure them out. But what's going on now is unacceptable because they got the crosshairs on the children. And um, this is just totally you know, diabolical. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate Appreciate all your insight. I mean, as as I was kind of wrapping up, um, what I'm listening when I hear you talking about, you know, this is this is where we're headed. This is how we get uh, get there. Um, it seems to me that no matter no matter the vision, whether it's minarchist, anarchist, um, we're talking about the same solutions of creating creating these the parallel economies, the parallel you know coming out of that system. And um, it's, it seems to me if that's our focus, 
because it's about dependency and control. Right now, they have the you know, from from perspective of you know the people who say, okay, there's some legitimacy to some form of government can at least look and say, this is this is out of control. This is not what we uh, what it should be. Uh, or then someone says that's not that's not the solution. Oh, it shouldn't even exist. Well, clearly it's not what it should be. So then we're all talking about how do we get out of that? Uh, how do we stop letting them have control over us? Stop being dependent on that so that we can we can make those decisions for ourselves. So when we get to that future, we can decide what that what that's going to look like. We just don't need any form like that, and just just create these voluntarist private uh, systems. Uh, or there's some other controls we can put on some minimalist, some beast that that we think we control. But if we don't begin to move out of these systems and move into independence, personal independence, we, we won't even be able to make those decisions. Uh, so it seems to me we're headed down the same road, um, regardless of, of what, what we think our ultimate destination is as far as those of us are trying to combat this thing. Um, so, I man, I appreciate... I appreciate your thoughts on that. I'm I'm sure I'm gonna have you back because I know there's a lot more uh, there's a lot more that we can get into. But I encourage folks visit thevaloracademy.com. I think I got that right. I'm, I got it here on my phone. I see I see that you there launch a successful life. And yes. so uh, thevaloracademy.com sounds amazing. And just like you like you mentioned, man, we know a lot of these folks that. Have the private hospitals, private grocery stores, um, you know the the, the club members only club kind of deal going on. Lot, lots of things like that happening. Uh, so, I I agree with you in that regard. There's an awakening uh, in that direction that is occurring. That's been occurring uh, for a good while now. So, folks, go check out uh, check out the the things that are mentioned. Murray Rothbard's um, writings on that. You can go to the Gutenberg Project and find. Lysander Spooner's um, essay there is a good source where where uh, where I look at it, and uh, so a lot, lot of information about these things out there, and clearly, um, you know, clearly there are things to work out, which is the part you said exit and strategize. Um, so first is to exit. First is to I mean I, I, we tell everybody you've you've got to start building your own life in a way that you become less and less and less dependent and less and less controlled by this corrupt system, um, and and that's the only way we can get to that point where then now we come together and strategize. Uh, you know what are the what what is what is this going to look like as we put these pieces together uh, and try to ensure that that beast doesn't uh, come up and try to enslave us again like we've seen in these last few years. So anyway, God bless you, man. Uh, Can I make one last comment here? Yes, sir. Go ahead. um, Yeah. Whatever you want to say, whatever point you want people to remember, bring us home and we'll close out with that. I'll give you the last word. Yes. Thank you, sir. So there's great research. There's a great book called government, the biggest scam in history exposed. It goes through and shows how there's no argument for an organization based on coercion. And I think the, Three points that I'm including in this book I'm working on is liberate. We must liberate ourselves from mental slavery. Once you realize you're born free right now, you're free right now by God's grace that life and liberty are connected. When God gave us life, he gave us liberty. You cannot separate the two. 
So liberate. Number two, celebrate that fact. We're free now, okay? This is how we liberate and actually enjoy that. Yes, they're taking our money and they're doing these bad things, but spiritually, we are free. They can take our body and, and mind, but they cannot take our soul. And then number three is create. As you said, we have to create the things that we want in the world. And the problem is not outside of me, outside of us. It's inside of me. So I have to look at my program. I invite you to consider looking at your programming that you got from a young age. And instead of pledging allegiance to the Republic, perhaps you can pledge allegiance to truth, honesty, courage, love, peace, joy, harmony, compassion, maybe God even. But do not, I recommend, pledge allegiance to the state. You see what happens if you pledge allegiance to an organization, they're going to manipulate you. And we see that happen over and over again, is that some hero comes and is like, yeah, this guy's going to save us from these other tyrants. As you start taking personal leadership in your life, start making relationships around you, you are the CEO of your life. You are the president of your life. You are a king. You are a queen. You are royalty. You are sacred. You are precious. You are beautiful. And nobody has authority over you unless you consent. The whole world can sign a petition and say that they own David Rodriguez and they're all wrong. And I will exercise my rights because that's what free people do. We don't ask permission to be free. God gave us freedom. And now we want to go exercise that freedom with peace, compassion as best as we can. I just want to thank you, JC, for having me on. And hopefully I get a chance to talk with Chris Ann. I met Chris Ann, I think you, maybe three or four years ago, we spoke in Sacramento and I met her. I heard her speak. I said, good Lord, she's amazing. And um, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, you know, give me a chance to share. And I hope people reach out and we have these kind of conversations. I have a few Facebook groups, uh, Santa Cruz Voluntarius, Voluntary Village Creators, uh, a bunch of other voluntarious things. And uh, I think we can have some great conversations because um, the quote is, you don't change reality by trying to um, go against it. You got to create a new model that makes the old model obsolete. We have these phones. We don't have landlines anymore. We have cars. We don't have horse and buggies any longer. And uh, agreeing with the educational stuff, I'd love to maybe have you on to talk about this stuff. Um, but everything needs to evolve. Freedom is a new idea. These criminals are trying to squelch it out. I believe we're on the winning uh, team of history, team consent in all things. And uh, we're going to have to go through some difficult times when the dollar crashes and the CBDC and the digital ID. They're going to try to starve us. I recommend people have independent food, independent water, energy, healthcare, and these things that we mentioned here. And um, again, thank you so much, JC, for taking some time and the listeners for having an open mind. I send you guys all peace and love as we build a voluntary world, one relationship at a time. Thank you very much. God bless you, man. Thanks for coming out. Thank you, sir. You too. Peace and love to you. All right, guys. David James Rodriguez. David James Rodriguez 1 on Instagram, I believe it is. Um, go check out his website, thevaloracademy.com. And so uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I mean, we've really been – this battle has been a battle of consent, control. Uh, the more independent you can make yourself and make your life, the better off you'll be. And we want to position ourselves to build the world that we want. We don't need some handful of thugs, some mafia organization that, that like the World Economic Forum that gets to decide for the other billions of people on this planet what the world's going to be, the way I need to live, the way I need to function. So you, you have to be independent. You can't be dependent on them and their system if you're going to make these decisions for yourself. So um, wherever you fall, wherever you feel like you fall on the spectrum, 
a minarchist, anarchist, whatever. I mean, anarchist would say minarchist is a statist, whatever. I, I think I think there's a I think there's a big spectrum there. We're at different places of understanding, but it seems to me as I've had these conversations with you know libertarians, conservatives, patriots, anarchists, volunteers, all, all these folks, there's this drive and there's this awareness that's rising that we need to build new systems. We need to build our own new reality. We need to build our own new independence. Whatever that form takes, ultimately, uh, I, I don't. I don't think is the critical uh, part to to get wrapped up around the axle now. Everybody's arguing about this one and that one and this form and that form and and, and whatever. Uh, all that's irrelevant if you're not making efforts to make yourself independent because you'll never be in a position to make those decisions. So we got to get on the same page and move forward and, being, and begin to build what we're calling these parallel systems, just as you heard David talk about. So God bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'm JC. This is the God, Guns, Liberty podcast. You can find it at chrisannhall.com. Check us out, and God bless.